Welcome to Casual Watch Talk, the podcast from the Casual Watch Reviewer YouTube channel. Join us as we talk everything watches from watch collecting, the latest horology news and interviews. If you're not already subscribed, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Let's dive into the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 50 now. Big 50. five zero. Love the it. Big five zero. End of the year five zero too. Nice. Yeah, an end of a year. So we might be skipping a podcast next week with it being Christmas, etc. But we're gonna end with a end this uh with a bang. So mm-hmm. Chris and I are gonna look at our favorite watches of this year and then that will uh, ultimately uh fold into some interesting conversations, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. I'm ready for it. We don't uh Sam has made a list, I have made a list. We have uh briefly talked about categorizations but we're not going to stick necessarily to to set categories but it is they they are watches from 2020 and uh yeah we'll we'll let it we'll let it roll absolutely well should we kick off with one that doesn't necessarily have to be from 2020 but have you had a watch obsession this week yeah i have it actually it actually is it's one it's one on the list and i thought about it and i and i have been obsessing over it a little bit that is the Certina DS Super, the PH500, the one that comes in orange. Okay. So if you're familiar with the Certina, the the black with red seconds, the DS, the the PH200M, super popular. I think that came out end of 2018, 2019, something like that. Um, I I really like that one. It it it, it reminds me of uh the Omega uh the early seamasters okay. um it's yep. very vintage diver well they made a special edition in orange for the 500 it is not available in the united states it's only available in europe i how i know it's a watch obsession kids is i contacted a european seller jeweler and asked them about shipping and vat that's how I know. <laughs> that's, a, that's how you know. That's how you know it's legit. You know, like that you have that the problem is the problem exists. I. It would be well. It's well priced. It's it's under. It'd be probably to my door eight hundred, somewhere oh, wow, around that's there. That's not bad. Yeah, special edition. But I gotta get through Christmas. Yeah, that is not that is not <laughs> bad at all. Yeah, but uh, but I did, but. Uh, I know I know a lot of us have have have, have this uh, happen um and maybe we should talk about it a little bit but I I showed I showed the wife and I was like orange question mark you know she's a girl so and she has taste so she's like I don't orange watch no <laughs> right <laughs> right she's like no and I'm like but then I just stopped and I was like, if I want it, I'm just going to get it. And she, she's going to, you know, it's not like she's going to ban me from the house with my orange watch. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I then second guessed if I could pull it off. What do you think? Yeah. I, I mean, I like the look of it. Sure. Um, I don't know whether I've never been brave enough to try and pull off an orange dialed watch. I think I would go with an orange watch strap. No yeah. problem. Yeah, I've done or that. The orange, orange on the dial. dial. Yeah, it would. I mean, black strap, orange on the dial. It's definitely the, um, you know, let's bike to the beach kind of watch. It's it's not a, it's not a, 
you know, I don't, I don't think it's an, I don't think it's an everyday contender. I think it's a fun summer, summer style kind of thing. So, yeah, well, yeah, that was a pretty good one. Yeah, My yeah. watch obsession has been probably a recurring one, and I know that you love this watch as well. And mm. I, I don't know why I just don't save up and buy one, but I've been writing a script for top ten things that new watch collectors might not know about the Omega Speedmaster. Now, mm. I've always been reluctant to do these because I keep thinking about my audience and you think, oh, well, the, the audience might know this. But then I noticed that Teddy Balbazar released a video like last week, which was something like, what is a watch? Or something. It wasn't yeah, right. that, but it was yeah. something like yeah, that. Like, yeah. what is a, you know, yeah. what is a watch type of thing? Yeah. So yeah. it's like, well, two can play that game. <laughs> uh, so I've written, and it, it was... St- it was really interesting because it made me think about what my knowledge of the Speedmaster was. And mm. there's so many stories that are revolved around the Speedmaster mm-hmm, that even mm-hmm. some of them I remembered wrong. Like, oh. I thought that Neil Armstrong's Speedmaster failed and that's why he didn't go on the moon with it. But apparently, uh, which I think is like the well, common some... story. Yeah, yeah. But... It was something like that they that he couldn't use it or something or that he was was he timing something else is that was the story what was that's that? what yeah so apparently ah. the loon the clock in the loon i'm giving away one of the 10 here but yeah, apparently yeah, the yeah. clock in the lunar lander failed and ah. they thought so much of the speedmaster that they left that as the clock for the lunar lander oh, because nice. yeah they it, you know so because, that yeah, was because... a, that was something and yes, uh, space nerd. Side note: If the lunar lander loses when it, it when it is, uh, it it no longer functions in, at the right time for things. So you absolutely like you have to get off the moon at a certain time. So that was mission critical. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. So anyway, I've been really obsessing about the the Skywalker, the X thirty three Skywalker. I know. I know. It's such it's such a beautiful watch, but then it's like four grand for a quartz, which. Yeah, I, but I don't know. Uh, I, oh, I, know. I so history, though. I will say it's. Uh, I want. I know. I want one. And what I want to do, like the first thing I would do, is uh, Speedy Tuesday. Pff, lousy with it. I literally would like post up four shots on Speedy Tuesday and be like, "Yep, it's a Speedmaster. Yep, it's a Speedmaster." Just make <laughs> just like yeah, and you never see them. I've never <laughs> no. seen one in the wild. Nope, nope, nope. Other than yeah, other than on astro- current astronauts' wrists. Um, I, I, I not caught one in the wild. It's, uh, I had the opportunity to try on the, the solar challenger version, which they made a hundred million too many because yeah. they're just, there's, there's so, I think, I think Joe Mishav had them. <laughs> it was like, you know, they were like $3,200 or whatever. You see them on eBay all the time for like $2,800 yeah. and my, ebay catches them and you know and you're like oh let me uh and it's the solar challenger and you're like uh you're like uh, yeah no Bob's i want watches have got one actually and, I, and i've actually asked him if i can go and see but they're obviously on lockdown for covid because i just want to see how obnoxious the green and blue is together the fluorescent green it's, and blue it's not too bad i mean the good news is that watch wears great i i, I think it's one of those watches where you definitely there's high res pictures of it online and you sort of get in your head uh, we've discussed this problem before where yes uh you looked at it on a tw- you know full screen macro shot on a 27 inch monitor and then you're like wow it's so small <laughs> like it's a tiny watch uh but it's not tiny it, it it's it's really well sized it is definitely like g-shock tool watch sized but titanium, you know, titanium Omega sports watch. Perfect. Okay, well, that was our watch obsessions. So now let's dive into the main body of the show. 
Chris and I have picked are sort of highlights of this year mm. that we found watch-wise. We've got around about 10 each, and I hang around till the end because I've also, uh, Chris and I have also come up with some what we think were duds of the year. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So we'll, uh, and then definitely head on over to the Facebook group or drop us an email if you uh, contradict what we have or have your own list, yeah. head on over to Casual Watch yeah. Talk on Facebook. Yeah. And I was able to, I was able to pull some of these from the Facebook group, so we're uh, everybody's kind of tuned in. Sounds good. Absolutely. Would you want to kick it off, Chris, with your first one? Sure. Um, I think we shall start with a really affordable favorite, um, and one that's that I've seen a bunch and I've had in a shopping cart four or five times. It's the Hamilton, that American classic, the Intramatic chronograph. Okay, yeah. Comes in uh, the white, uh, the pan- uh, panda white, and then it comes with the blue and white dials. Um, such a such a classic looking watch. I've seen one in person um, a few times. The only thing that I noticed about it, because again, when they bought that out, I was like, this has to be in my life, was that the dial to my eye looks very flat. It's hard to explain, like, because you expect a chronograph to have a like slightly recessed i see because it's just it just seems printed flat yeah they might have changed it i know it's had several iterations since then um also it it looked to be a shade too big but it is a good looking watch there's no doubt about it yeah i think it's a it's a it's a 40 mil but it is um there's no bezel on it so it is it's all dial um and there's a little bit of a little bit of a recess for the for the subdials but it's not dramatic like you said um a central date oh it's a beauty i mean it definitely is that like it ticks that uh you know 1960s uh racer vibe in me definitely very cool well i'll i'll kick mine off with a diver and I said this on the channel. I even had uh, Mike France from Christopher Ward on the show and told him on the show, I think their super compressor was one of the most exciting dive watches that was released last year. For them mm-hmm. to recreate that super compressor case when they didn't really have to, they could have made the watch look the way it did without putting the extra engineering into the case, but they actually built that compressor spring and the mechanism reversed engineered a case over months and months and months. I thought they did an absolute fantastic job of it if i had the date on it it would have been in my car no problem <laughs> but uh, they did a fantastic job of it and yeah, that absolutely. award i got to review that world timer their quality is their quality is there it, it they're definitely a good value mm-hmm. watch mm-hmm. Uh, the christopher award yeah so that was my first one okay uh that was actually one on my list and you also ticked off one of my honorable mentions oh, so awesome. which was uh was that that c65 gmt world timer was definitely came up a bunch in the thing, so that's uh, with the with the yellow and the uh, the the stuff there. And again, I'll I'll echo that C sixty five super compressor. If you haven't, we did a podcast basically talking about it, and then it's uh, you know interview etc. So we we uh, we've been following that one. Very cool watch. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'm up. Let's go to. Uh, I'm gonna stick. Uh, I'm gonna stick chronograph. You went diver. I'm gonna stick in chronograph land. I keep looking at this one. Such a cool watch. I think 
Um, the case shape is maybe questionable, but the Tissot Heritage Navigator Chrono, it's the 1973, the Chrono Auto 1973. It's a, it's a recreation of theirs. It's beautiful. It's it beautiful really is. There is one uh, niggle, as you say, about it. And that is, I believe the original had central minutes. And this one does not. I, be- I believe that's the case. Um, and please, you know, find me on, on the Facebook group and track me down if I'm wrong. But uh, be- be- it, I was just, a, I was thinking, this is, you know, I, I was just about to, like, either buy and try or buy and flip or something. And, and, and I did a little more research into it. Um, and boy, would I love to have a central. And then I went off on a complete tangent. This is how this is this is how watch obsessions work. And then I went off in a complete obsession on central minute chronographs. <laughs> so, wow, I was just lost for a day there. So, uh, nonetheless, uh, that Heritage Navigator, uh, another really really affordable chronograph. When I first you know when I first got into this. I think the concept of having a mechanical chronograph was kind of like, oh, you know, I don't have, I don't have uh, $2,800 to throw around. But I mean, the last two that I mentioned, uh, Hamilton and the Tiso, I, both under, under 1500, I think 15, 1400, something like that. Um, great, great watches for the money. Absolutely. Um, well, I'm going to, you, you stuck with the, uh, the chronographs i'm going to stick with the divers as well because there is an interesting diver that was released and it was released by synchron group who were the owners of isofrain and tropic straps i'm just putting together a review on those straps but they released something called the aqua star deep star and it was a watch recreation of a heritage watch it was worn by the original was worn by Jack Cousteau's son, who I think is called Philippe Cousteau or something. Mm-hmm. Philippe Cousteau. Mm, yeah. They recreated this watch. It's so quirky. It's got a chronograph, but it's only one dial. Well, there right. is a sort of a, it's kind of got a little star. Kind of got a bug eye kind of look to it <laughs> with that yeah. one eye, with the one eye. I think it looks fantastic. Honestly, if I'm being brutally honest with you, mm-hmm. I think it's too expensive. It's, okay. Seventy-seven fifty, I believe, or a seven, uh, derivative uh, one of the ETA caliber mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. They've got it on pre-release for two thousand seven hundred dollars on a Tropic strap, but it's it's real price when they actually release it is going to be like three and a half thousand. Mm. I wish it was around the seventeen hundred to two thousand dollar mark out the door yeah. because I would be all over this. Uh, it's just got such a unique look to it. Yeah. Uh, we'll put all the links to these in the show notes as mm-hmm. well if you want to mm-hmm. play along. It's uh that's a it's a manual wind. It uh, and so there you have there you have a, a situation where you have a manual wind looks great, but I'm pretty sure it's a solid case back. Or at least... It's, I don't think it is manual wind, you know. I think this Oh, is, is that the original it, was? Yeah, the original was. Oh, this one I'm is an automatic, re- yeah. Oh, okay. I'm looking at the monochrome uh, uh, um, article on it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Great looking watch. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I, I see your point. I mean, we just talked about inexpensive, you know, uh, value chronographs. So, that is getting up there. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's my second one. 
Okay. I shall stick in the chronograph land, and this one's also a uh, a special mention, uh, and that is that Carl F. Bucherer, the Heritage by Compacts Annual, and Todd has the limited panda version. Todd's on our Facebook uh, group, and I took another look at that. Such a such a great crisp looking chronograph watch, um, and it has the 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 date the flip date complication. I don't know if it's called that flip date, but uh, date window is it's two separate, you know, two separate dials that 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 complete the two digit date. And uh, if yeah, if you haven't if you haven't seen it, just really clean looking. Uh, I would you know I'd say address address chronograph. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my next three uh, are going to be chronographs, so I'm going to flip to the chronograph category here. So the first of mine, and I've got to hand it to them, I've slated them a lot this year, and they might be getting another (coughs) mention later on, but that (laughs) Omega Snoopy was, it was just so cool. It's a shame that it's, you know, limited availability, but the, what they did on the back with the little oh. Snoopy and the space thing, and, and they just did a great job of it. Really? It, yeah, it's it's going to be expensive, but I, I guess yeah. for something unique like what, that. It's, what is what is that going for from the AD? I, I think it's around the 8,000 mark. Okay. I mean, I don't think it's going to lose value. So, you know, if you... If you had, you know, you had a couple of other watches and you were really digging that, I really like the blue on that watch. And then you flip, and then the, and then the sold, the sold part of that is you flip it over with the Snoopy and it's so, you know, that's, that's going to be amazing for kids and adults for, for the rest of your life kind of. Yeah, that is (laughs) definitely one of those things that, um, if you if if you're chatting to somebody that's not into watches mm-hmm. whatsoever and they just don't get excited about watches, you can definitely flip it over and then show the little Snoopy going round oh, yeah. the moon and then yeah. the the, uh, the Earth sort of tipping around. So let me. I've just pulled it up on. I've just pulled it up on Omega's website now. So let me tell you the exact price. Uh, as long your, as it doesn't get your, say uh, something checkbooks like checkbooks ready. Get your uh, call your credit card company. Get your <laughs> limit increased. Yeah, get your get your house remortgaged or whatever. <laughs> right, right. It's, it, it's actually taken an age to load. Oh, so actually, I was wrong. It's nine thousand six hundred. Okay. Wow. Okay. Maybe, <laughs> maybe get a twenty percent discount. No, there's no yeah, way they're on a fabric those. strap. If they, if you get that for if you get one on a fabric strap, well, you know, I mean, you know. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I I used uh you know I used a car or. The Snoopy watch. I will say though, I definitely can see, you know, seventy-year-old Chris at a wedding, and you know, being like, "Check this out." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I may have a fully robotic arm at seventy, right. but my watch <laughs> right. is still mechanical. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, well, that Good was stuff. my number. That was my right. third one. The Snoopy right. at Omega. Mega Snoopy. Yeah. Oh, such a good pick. All right. Um. I'm I'm gonna finish up the chronograph category for me, and and mention a watch that I that I think 
is not necessarily for me, but it was a cool is a cool watch and something that I like. I like and I like to see brands do and and that's the Breitling the new Endurance Pro. Yes, I had that on my list as well. Nice. Uh, so I I will I would de- I definitely am with you on that one. So you ticked off one on my list as nice. well. I like what they've done with that. Yeah. I mean it's it is it's a you know this is this is full sports watch it's a it's it's not over the top with the colors i think the colors are cool it comes in with the with the different chapter ring and it's all you know yellow red green blue etc uh totally you know go to the go to the marathon go to the go to the ironman level of sports watch um but it's that sharp forged carbon yep forged carbon yeah and it's not it's not obscenely priced either it, that's right that was the selling point for me you know uh they're on their website three thousand dollars and so. you can get it obviously it's a brightling so you can get it on joma shop for yeah 20 percent off, well, yes. off at times. or or you know go to you know I, here's a you know you mentioned that like i would i was looking at the super ocean 2 at one point and i definitely i would go into the ad and and I would not be afraid to ask for a fifteen percent discount to, as a as a starting point there. Yeah, to, and absolutely. and what's nice with if you do that, especially Breitling, you're getting the warranty card, you're getting all the stuff, and and you're giving your business to a local AD. So yeah, and that bright I've had that Breitling B one. I've been gushing about it ever since mm. I bought it. Breitling, it, this endurance is a quartz, and they do a fantastic job of their thermocompensating yeah, quartz absolutely, movements. Absolutely. I would have no problems saying that this will last you a lifetime. All right. So my next one, I kind of hate myself for this a little bit, but <laughs> and and I've criticized it because I think it's I think it's too expensive and I've not changed my mind on that. I do think it's ex- too expensive, but okay. the the tag Hoyer, the 160th anniversary. I mean they they did the Carrera they're supposed to have designed it after, you know, the legendary vintage Hoyas of the past. And it looks nothing like the one it's supposed to be based on. It's supposed to be based on the Montreal. I've reviewed the real Montreal on the channel. Mm-hmm. But right. it's a beautiful, beautiful looking watch. It, 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 there was one called the Orange Boy, the a Hoya, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. this one looks like, an Ortavia, right. vintage Ortavia. And they've copied kind of... Uh, some of the color uses of color on there, but it's a a beautiful looking watch. Six thousand seven hundred fifty. I'm not feeling it for that. But again, if this was, you know, four, three, four thousand mm-hmm. dollars, I would be, you know, I'm, I'd be stopping I'm myself seeing, from. I'm on their website. I'm seeing fifty nine fifty. So we just got a discount. <laughs> a oh, Christmas really? discount. Yeah. Oh, I mean, nice. Uh, all right. So a little bit there. What does that tell you? That it it must tell you that the market feels like it's overpriced because mm. this is a limited edition. Oh, true. And and, and there, this is on Hodinkee's website as well. The Masters of the limited edition. It's not a Hodinkee limited edition, but right. they've got they have it for sale on there. Right. And this one is, uh, yeah, you could add it to your cart now on um, yeah on Tag's website. Tag Warriors website, yeah. It's, yeah, I mean they're definitely in Speedmaster territory there with the money, aren't they? Really, certainly. I think this is this is 
when I think tag horror, modern tag, this is the type of watch that I think of. And this is sort of what I would expect from them. Um, you know, we talked uh, a couple months ago about where they're all over the board, you know, where, where, you know, they're making ladies dress watches with diamonds. And then also they're doing, you know, pulling from their vintage category and they're basically their higher stuff that looks nothing like their modern stuff. And then the modern stuff that wasn't, but, but this for me, I think this direction is the way to go. Yeah, and I'm glad they've left Tag off the dial. They've put Hoya on there. Hoya was the company with the history. Tag had its own history, but it, it was making parts for race vehicles. Um, Technologies de Avant-Garde, I think Tag stands for. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. So actually, oh, hold up. So I got a little confused here. So there is the Tag Horror 160 Years Anniversary Collection. All right. I'm looking at four watches. They have the Carrera. Uh, what are the how, what are the differences here? Because I see what you're talking about. They have almost like a dress watch in silver that has no bezel, and then they have that limited one that's blue and yellow. That's the one you were talking about. Yeah. Oh, so you're talking about this one with the very prominent tachymeter, mm-hmm. the tachymeter. Mm-hmm. That yes, that is classic tag. Mm-hmm. That is classic yeah. tag. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm talking about the um. The 160th anniversary, okay. 39 okay. millimeter. Also, yeah, okay. Also a great... All right, so now we've we've uncovered their maybe their naming problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, I'm going to switch over to GMTs. Okay. Uh, and um, I might as well start... I'll start with the big one. Zen 105 UTC. Yeah. Huge drop from Zen. I, yep. Yep. So... That is, they have the UTC. It also comes in a, the 105 comes in a three-hander as well. Um, we've, we've talked about it on the channel. Clean, modern, it's going to be an icon. That's for sure. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. It's it's simplicity and minimalism of design done exquisitely well. Right. Yeah. Ger- like German tool watch design primo perfect um now that i've seen the central day date i notice it all the time now it's like it's that you know it's bias confirmation bias i was <laughs> like uh there was uh instagram there was like uh some vintage some vintage divers with it uh we mentioned seiko last time that had the uh the vertical day date um now i'm i know i'm kind of like seeing it everywhere i have i've lost all reservations for that i love the uh the three-hander with the uh vertical day date so absolutely that's a great pick i love that watch yeah it's a it's a shame that it's uh going to be quite tricky to get hold of i think for at least the next couple of months because of yeah the, the pre-order and all of that kind of a little jazz. bit a little bit yeah well you know who knows maybe it'll be uh vaccine and then off to germany i'll go pick one up <laughs> <laughs> well okay well i'm gonna I'm going to raise you with a a GMT as well. We've talked about this big launch from Baltic, which is a micro brand. Their GMT they did. They've just released it. It, The bezel is like a gray and a blue. Absolutely. It looks looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, $1,200 right there. It's using that SoProd movement, which I never heard of SoProd Mm -hmm. until this year. Didn't realize they were quite an old Swiss brand. 
Yeah, you did it again. You snagged one. So that's that was that was on that was next on my list. Oh, cool. So good, good. Yeah, um, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Really, really, yeah, cool. And it comes. Uh, so there's the gray and the blue, but it does come in in a couple of different flavors. Yeah, I think that the most div- divisive one is probably the green, isn't it? The, right. the green combination. Yeah, yeah. But that gray blue Baltic. Oh, it's yeah, it's it's classy. All right, I'm going to uh let's see, switch over. Um I had to give a, uh, you know what? I'm going to go cuz I uh cuz I got one s- sniped from me. No, just kidding. <laughs> and as we said at the top, we uh we did not we did not compare lists. We wanted to be genuine here on the pod. Um, I mentioned the Certina diver at the top of the show. That was my watch obsession. That is on, that's on my list here. That orange super pH 500 M. Um, and then we talked, uh, oh, let's do here. I'm going to do an honorable mention for chronograph. Okay. And, uh, that is the Bell & Ross BR05 Chrono. The new, very modern sports watch, only on the on the bracelet and rubber strap, integrated bracelet, BR05 Chronograph. Yeah, this is the one for anybody that was getting the sort of, the giving the Nautilus vibes off for people, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yep, yep. But, you know, it's their own, their own style. And... Uh, when I, when it first came out, they, they, they did the blue, they came right out instead of having like it hold and they, where they, you know, sometimes, sometimes they're like, they start out with one and then they'll come up with the colors later. They came out with the black and the blue, the blue has the sub minutes on it and it just, oof, it looks good. It looks, I, I, I think I could rock that. Yeah, it's definitely, you're right. It's got the. It does have vibes of the Nautilus, I think, the integration bracelet, but yeah. it, it is Bell & Ross. It's, it's square. It's that squarish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, square square with the with the circle and the, and the um, you know, they're matching their, that's their, that's their take on it. It's a funky brand. Everybody knows I like it. It's a funky brand because they, their style is, they haven't been around for 250 years and that's okay but they can take their design language and say what if we were around in 1970s and were to make an integrated bracelet sports watch and that's what it would look like so which is kind of cool yeah it looks like you can you can pick up the three-hander on some of the gray market sites for quite reasonable sort of three and a half yeah it's got it's yeah it's come it's come down a little bit and that's yeah i think and that watch when it when it first came out um everybody sort of balked at the price and i feel like it was very much like a a brightling conversation where you're like yeah guys that's retail <laughs> no no one pays retail <laughs> like it was, it's not we're not going into the you know i i love the brand but it's not you know we're not going into the boutique here it's it's you know and it's not on it's not a limited edition it's not on order from you know and they only have nine of them it's it's you know you can get a hold of them and they're reasonably priced, and they will be discounted, and, you know, go for it. Okay, well, my next one, I had I, I had in my mind a category of vintage-inspired, and mm-hmm. I think it was 
I think the best vintage recreation or the one that I warmed to, and this was the one I bought, was I really like what they did with that wall broke. I mean, yeah, they put a ridiculous movement in it. They shouldn't have put that Miyota in it, but <laughs> the actual recreation of the watch, it was a Kickstarter, the case, the way it looks, the, the way it really is not just a homage to the original Walbrook. It really is uh, a sign of great respect, I think, what they did to it. So my, uh, well, I got two versions, the quartz and the mechanical. Um, so mine's mm-hmm. the Walbrook Skin Diver for best vintage recreation of this year. Yes, we have talked about the, the Walbrook on the channel a lot, but uh, having it in hand, I could see what you love about it it is a very faithful recreation which is cool i mean you were we had a conversation you were nervous about the hands they look delicate they aren't but they look delicate and like that you know i mean like if you're going for if you're going for a vintage feel recreation vintage feel um you know something that that really nails those the really nails the details um, had it side by side with uh, with my GMT, my Bell and Ross GMT, and you can totally get the you know aircraft uh, you know a pilot watch vibe from it. So very cool. Uh, over speaking of uh, vintage, I I don't know if this falls in this category. I guess we can talk about it, but um, my next watch is just a three hander. But it caught my eye, and I think it's it's really one of the the hot releases of 2020. Well, hot release, well, <laughs> uh, one of the you know the more popular releases of uh, 2020, and that's the Longines Spirit. So that's their uh, Spirit with it's a three hander. It's a field watch style. Um, is this the one with the stars on it? Yes. Yeah, I like the look of it. So and the chronograph. Yep, and the chron- I was get yep, ex- and also the chronograph. So the so the spirit line, the three hander and the chronograph. Um, so chronometer tested. Wow. And very reasonably priced. Yeah, they've they've really done some good things recently, haven't they? Uh, last mm-hmm. couple of years with their sort of vintage recreations. This one is it is a really good looking watch. Absolutely. Yeah, I my only niggle when it came out was the uh, I think the larger size has the cutoff three um on the on the dial the cutoff three on the dial kind of looks like a half of a b <laughs> was my only that was my only small thing but um let me verify that right now let me just find out because i I believe it was the larger version. So it comes in a 40, not a 38. So it's a 40, and then it also comes in a 42. The 42 has the cutoff numeral. 42 is too big. Don't 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 buy a 42. <laughs> Unless you have 8-inch wrists, don't buy a 42. 40 is just fine. Um, really, really nice looking piece. Vintage inspired. It looks like, you know, one of the early... Um, dirty dozen field watches, but with a modern take with modern components. Uh, and I have it listed here for 1800 pounds. So what's that in real money? 
Yeah, you can be like 2,200-ish or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good choice. Well, my next one is the second of the Christopher Ward watches. I think they did a great job of their C65 1969-inspired chronograph watch. It kind of came a bit out of the blue because they were having success with the super compressor and then their C65 sapphire dial. And then they released this chronograph and it looks... It looks fantastic. It's blue mm. dial. I, I really like what they've done done with this watch. Uh, you know, Mike France was chatting about it. Forty one millimeters. It's a really good looking chronograph. If I was, if this was last year when I was going like really going big on like the chronographs, like I was really <laughs> couldn't get enough chronographs. I think yeah. I would have already snapped this one up. This is a stunner. I saw this when it came out but i forgot this looks really good and what's it i'm i'm sure it's like 100 meters 150 meters yeah so good and the and the reverse panda which i was going off about the uh last two two pods ago oh i i like it i like it Blue, uh, you know, favorite color blue. Yeah. If you've not seen these, the vintage hands that they've been putting on, which are basically straight, they've they put like a bevel down each side of the hand and then they like po- uh, brush the center and then polish the outside. Mm-hmm. It just gives a really unique look to yeah. the the hands. I just, uh, it, they, they're really putting a lot of effort into their watches, Christopher Ward, and I, I really... I really just like the look of this watch big time. And little uh, like sort of uh, watch nerd uh, side conversation. The there is a chronograph that uh, Dan Henry makes that has silver hands, but it's they're flat and polished. It's impossible to read the time sometimes because <laughs> you have these yeah. just these flat polished hands. The watch looks great, but you, you you can't so so this attention to detail especially in a chronograph like this where it has you know uh, a silver polished uh, hour and minute that, that it has some depth to it it has some texture to it so that you can glance at your watch and say okay you know know exactly what time is easy to read little details like that they absolutely nailed the hands all right let's see next up so another three-hander but actually Small seconds, and it's by Nomos, and it is the Tangente Neomatic 41 update. I know that's a lot. This watch is cool style. You know, it's a Bauhaus design. It's a you know German, the font, uh, etc. Uh, very clean, crisp, dialed watch. But it has something interesting. Instead of the date being a window with numbers they actually cut out small windows in 31 sections of the outside of the dial oh right and the date wheel is a red indicator that highlights the day you're on i think i've seen a watch that does this before is it the is it the rolex sky dweller or something (laughs) 
Right. Yeah, that's a that's a really cool look as well. I wonder whether that was quite simple for them to engineer that they just didn't, you know, they just had a date wheel that does it or whether it took a real, you know, leap of engineering. Yeah, I would say either laser cutting or etching the dial is is going to be tricky there just from an engineering perspective. But yeah, I think I mean the date wheel, as long as the date wheel is just that sort of like a red a red bar basically that goes around. That's that should be fairly easy to do but uh you know cool stuff from nomos there's uh my another honorable mention for nomos they did a they did a special edition watch uh that has an 84 hour power reserve oh wow i think it's 84 or 82 um that's that's also pretty cool and uh I, and I think, uh, you know, and we we talked on the pod about Oris uh, as well. Have they released anything with that new movement? I think they yes, had, right? they have. Yeah, they they released the um, they released that dive watch with it. Right. Their uh, right. their classic dive watch. But yeah, I feel like Namos is one of those watches where the people that buy them that is like their only watch. Mm. Like they, it, it's one that you because you don't see a lot of on watch forums and stuff like that people who are watch collectors having a whole host of other watches that include a namos right so i expect because they're so well designed i imagine that the people that buy them that is like they're one of maybe yeah. one or two yeah. watches that they own yeah it it's it has for me it definitely you 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 pointed out and i i think it it definitely has a um uh artsy designer vibe that that rings for me and I can totally see what you're saying. Like, you know, you're a you're a, a sound designer for Apple, or you're a, a you know you're a, a, a mechanical engineer or something, you know. And you just and like you just have this one watch, and and that's and it just happens to be this clean German Nomos. Totally can see it. Well, I've got uh, one more with a special mention, and then we'll have to finish with our duds of the year. And I've, right. I've got at least three of those. So my next watch, there's a couple of micro brands that I jump, not only jump at the chance to review, but I really look forward to reviewing them. The first is Boulder. I like what they do. Phoebus as well. I reviewed that uh, Proteus, that quirky watch that they kind of force-aged. It looked like it was a 100 years old. Mm -hmm. The case was all bashed up. They do a great job. But, of course, my most exciting release, microbrand release this year, was was from Veya, their Veya dive watch. I reviewed the D7. Um, I'm hoping to get the D5 in for review, but... Uh, hearing the guys on the podcast talk about how they designed it, Ryan and Reagan, I just think they did a great yeah. job of it, honestly. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a great pick. And I feel like we almost had uh, like insider knowledge there. And it turns out they had sent that to all of their fans. So, I mean, you know, they, they're continuing that uh, sort of Kickstarter con- tradition where their customers and and they're not even necessarily customers they told us they just had anybody who was interested in sort of giving them feedback uh which is which is great 
And I think they pulled off pulled off a great set of watches with that dive watch. I saw someone, where was that? I saw someone mention, maybe it was Instagram. Um, they, you know, they had started with their field watch and then they switched over to dive watches and someone was maybe like, oh, you know, you're doing, you know, you're doing a field watch, now you're doing a dive watch, that kind of thing. I think the, the take for them was their, their original field watch, they wanted it absolutely waterproof. Yes. And to the point where they recalled some and they're like, if you get water in it, just send it to us. I mean, this is the kind of warranty stuff that they were, that they were happy to deal with. So from my perspective, you know, and they were surfing with it and whatever as, as they do. And from my perspective, it was, was not a leap for them to move over to a dive watch. Yeah, absolutely. They, they are two surfers. They do a lot of, um, you know, things to do with the sea. They've got, you know, friends that are, they did, uh, you know, they've got friends who are fishermen, who mm-hmm. are free divers and things like that. So, yeah, you're right. It's one of the few brands where they will guarantee their water mm-hmm. resistance. Because yeah. a lot of these big brands, they will not guarantee that their watches are mm-hmm. fully water resistant. And if they fail, then, you know, there's chances are they'll turn around and point the finger and say you left the crown undone or whatever. Right. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So what's your uh, last one then? So... It's going to be, I guess, is just going to be a, uh, I'm just going to do an honorable mention for my last one. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll, uh, and then we'll, I'm excited to get into the duds. And this is maybe, this is maybe on the line. We, we like Seiko here on the podcast. We also, because we love them, we give them a hard time. Yes. (laughs) It's, it's, it's because, it's because we know they could do better, but. But we also, we, we do, we do love them. But <laughs> I had another look at the Seiko Prospects SPB1435798. And all the other prime numbers. Um, that's the new 62 Mass inspired Prospects. But not the limited edition, the one that's pretty available. We have already talked the price to death. But man, those dials and that watch and that bezel, really sharp. Our friend Luke on the channel, on the uh, Facebook group has, uh, I believe, the guilt dial one. And every now and then he posts up pictures of it, and I was like, "That's the one to get." Yeah, and Rob's got one as well, hasn't he? Rob on the right. Facebook oh, that's right. Groups. Does he's he have the, the blue? Uh, I think he has the blue. No, he has the either the grayish or the black. Oh, right, the version. gray. Yes, yes. In um, yeah, sharp. I mean, it is a little pricey, but I think uh, I think as far as design, I think as far as like. If you had, if you want to get a great looking Seiko dive watch and you're a Seiko fan, that's, I think that's definitely one to get. Well, should we kick it off with the duds then? All right. I've, I've got three. So my first one is a watch that was teased. It was teased so much that 
I just got bored of it. And I think people on the Facebook group got bored of it because they had a, a landing page that had a lot of nice history about the watch on, but that's all it was. And each Facebook post, all it was was a picture of the side of this watch. And this went on for months and months <laughs> and months and months. And people were like, just what is the watch? We knew what it was going to look like or what it had to look like because it's based on an original watch. And this is the Ben Roos Type 1. Very famous American military watch. I've heard it called the, the nickname of the CIA watch. Very distinctive style. It's often imitated. There's lots of watches that look like this, but mm -hmm. this was the original one. And like um, on the last pod when we were talking about the um, Vertex, uh, this model was only available to military personnel or, or government workers. Mm -hmm. And it, so if you buy a, a pre-owned one, it's probably lived a pretty interesting life. Anyway, <laughs> right, right. they released the Type 1, put an ETA into it. The reason that it's a dud is the price is just, it's too expensive. It's, it's 1695 for uh, a watch on a NATO that, it's a very simple design. There's mm -hmm. not, I can't see how there is $1,695 there. Right. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. If you gave right, if you if you gave me the the case, which and there are some pretty similar. I mean, that's a very you know. Uh, I I think there's some aftermarket cases. You could probably get something that's pretty close. Case bezel, sapphire crystal. It it is a plain as can be dial. There's no writing on the dial. Very much like the style, and yeah, you you could Seiko mod this up for for. Four hundred dollars, three hundred, three hundred dollars, and have it be exactly that. Um, so for sixteen hundred, that's yeah, it's a lot. It's a I mean, it has breaker. an ETA movement in it, but the reason why, uh, and I think this is a real shame and a pretty big stain, I would say, on mm -hmm. on modern watch collecting, is that this watch and CWC, who I'm going to totally mm -hmm. call out again. Mm -hmm. And other brands, I mean, we saw that mil spec, um, you know, Blau Power on right, the yeah. on the show. These were mil no military in the world is going to buy watches that were one thousand six hundred ninety five. Yep. They're famous yep. because they were they were not cheap, but they were they were military issued because they were a great watch for the money, and the military right. saw that in there. And they right, they they could be made to spec. And they were a reasonable price, made to spec, not, you know, not uh, luxury. Just yep. this is a, this is a pure tool watch. Yeah, I made this analogy. I believe the last time we talked about this, it this is the, uh, you know, this is the camo jacket in the mall that they that they want, you know. Two hundred and eighty dollars for. Uh, so anyway, it's a shame. It was a shame. So that was my first dud. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna move right. Well, you know, wow, it's very specific dud. I feel like I feel like I was just gonna pick off. I have to mention the the Ralph Lauren Polo watch. <laughs> <laughs> so I just that was my first one I thought of. I was like, oh, it has to be that they came out that announced that, and I think every watch collector in it just was like, what 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 you did you did what <laughs> if you haven't seen it definitely google it uh it is a sort of a like a 
you know, if um, if you went to a sticker sh- store, okay, and you said, print me like a polo player on a sticker, and then you go, and then you just went and uh, you had put that on the dial, just laid that right on the dial, and then, um, you know, and then tried to sell it and and for some ungodly amount of money. <laughs> you know what this watch is? This That watch is Christmas. Your wife doesn't really know what to buy you so they buy you the aftershave yes. kit that comes yes. with the free duffel bag but this time it's the aftershave yes. that comes with the free watch absolutely oh i can like, see it with the pack with the pack yeah. it's it's the like slippers a pack. Yeah. The, the or the or the wallet the slippers the watch and it's in a it's in a little blister pack and it's and it's right next to the cologne section in macy's i can see it absolutely yeah or you buy you know buy a hundred dollars worth of uh polo sport yep. aftershave and get this free yep. watch free watch <laughs> oh like dig, digging digging out of a out of a uh, cereal box kind of thing <laughs> yeah absolutely uh okay well my right. my next two duds are probably likely going to get me in trouble but i'm just going to go for it anyway nice. my first one is well they're actually I did say some nice things about omega so you know i said the snoopy was one of my favorites but <laughs> the two biggest duds this year for me were two omegas so the first one i'll kick it off with they created for some unknown reason a titanium aquaterra watch where even the movement was made of titanium i I think precisely probably nobody was was knocking down omega's door to be like oh wonder you know that aquaterra I wonder right. if you could make the could you make a In... could you make a, a movement out of titanium? <laughs> exactly. And they won, no lie, they won forty eight thousand six hundred dollars for this flipping ultra light sports watch. I I just I don't know who this is aimed for. I I don't know I feel like anyone that has forty eight thousand dollars burning a hole in their pocket is not like you know, really jonesing for a f- titanium dialed, titanium right. movement, titanium cased watch. Yeah, yeah. There's so much else out there. <laughs> just, yeah. It's just ridiculous. And then, of course, um, go on. Have, have you got another dud, or shall I bring? No, it home no, with no. My... <laughs> I was just gonna say. I was gonna say one of the. It reminds. So one of the. I think maybe uh, an idea for maybe the, one of the next pods is uh, is I want to I want to talk about what you could get for your money. And and this is a, a perfect example. I was going to use the Daytona, but maybe we'll use this. Uh, maybe use this a uh, titanium Omega. But you know, what other stuff could you buy? Like once you're in, you know, this level of of price, what could you buy and get on your wrist that you? I mean, like what forty five? You said forty eight thousand six. Forty eight thousand dollars. Okay, so hey, kids. Do you want to protect Philippe? Because that's what kind of money we're talking about here. <laughs> and uh, I know a hell of a lot more people that are going to look down at your wrist, wrist and recognize a Patek than, than the fact that your uh, Omega sports watch happens to be more worth more than your, you know, your SUV. <laughs> it's incredible, isn't it? It's one of those watches, like you said, you could get that's definitely Patek category. It's, yeah. it's way over what a what a Rolex would be if you could get one. 
Yeah. And then, <laughs> um, I don't know. But anyway, yeah. I will. Next uh, up. I'm going to let you go. You do your next one. <laughs> my let final one, it. because this one is going to be controversial. <laughs> but I, again, this is Omega. I cannot understand the James Bond titanium Seamaster. Okay. I can't understand how the steel version of the Seamaster, it with us with a with the iconic bracelet that the Seamaster has, brand new, is five thousand two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Yet the James Bond one with a titanium case on it, loom that is aged so much it looks like it's basically brown. Mm-hmm. It's brown. And it doesn't come on a bracelet. It comes on a mesh bracelet, which with, again is. Right. is titanium right with no fitted end links like it is just it is like the mesh bracelet you get you know if you buy an aftermarket mesh bracelet for any watch this is what it looks like (laughs) exactly and james bond is all about style glamour Mm -hmm. that Speedmaster is the 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 seamaster that's iconic to him is shiny it looks a million bucks this that titanium one looks like a bad fake of a sea of the seamaster And nine thousand two hundred dollars. Right. I, I cannot. I just can't get my head around it. And to hear Omega speak, you would mm-hmm. think they had invented titanium watches, but they haven't. Right. Uh, Citizen have amazing titanium cases. I reviewed a three hundred dollar micro brand that had a fantastic titanium case. Titanium is probably slightly more expensive than steel, and yeah, it might take a little bit more machining, but mm-hmm. these machines exist. Omega didn't yeah. invent right. like an right. acid etching tool. Yeah, yeah, I feel like their marketing department is using it like like pressed carbon or some or some you know exotic material that you're like, oh, we, well, we have an exotic material now, and you're like, yes, titanium was an exotic material in 1984. You know, yes. they need to make it out of like Inconel or something. <laughs> Make it out of make it out of like rocket parts. <laughs> exactly. All the all the speedmaster that they have, the dark side of the moon with that ceramic case where there's mm-hmm. an incredible amount of machining right. and things like that that's gone into it. So you can yeah. understand why that is worth what it's worth, but I just I just can't fathom it. And the way they've aged that loom, it's it, it's virgin on the ridiculous. Like it's yeah. it's so yeah. peach colored, it's almost yeah. brown. I, it just will, isn't James Bond to me. I will quote. I will quote you, Sam. If you like celebrating the most toxic material ever used in watchmaking. <laughs> yeah, that oh, old, old radium. They've they've gone way over the top oh, with it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. absolutely. But, uh, uh, yeah. We are not endorsed or uh, uh, acknowledged by Omega. No, this is our own opinions <laughs> and not the opinions yours. of anyone else. Uh, I had one more, one left, one for fun, and uh, this will fi- finish off the list. And that was that. Uh, that was that Yema LED watch that came <laughs> out like a month ago. And, yes. Uh, I, Hamilton you know, kind of did it well, didn't he? They, and then they, they tried did, to yeah. bring it home with their version, which yep. is, yeah, yep. it was uh, bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, either the case shape was completely different. And then when I saw the original, I was just like, my uh, my mind was drawn to the uh, to the Disney film uh, Black Hole, the robots, the, yes. the funky looking robots. It kind of looks like that funky looking robot, the red and silver. And I don't know what. I I don't know kind of what they were going for with it, and then they changed what it looked like. Total dud for me, but uh, last on the last on the list. 
Well, that's been absolutely great there, Chris. Thanks for those. Mm. Well, guys, let Chris and I know what you think of our picks over on the Casual Watch Talk Facebook group. And if we don't do a podcast next week, a happy holidays to everyone, as it is that season. Hope you get nice watches. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Well, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Casual Watch Talk.